love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Paul and Joe. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Fantastic. Thank you, Paul, for not asking me back. <laughs> that really threw me off the last time. So, How are you? Ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. All right, yeah, this is our first uh, attempt at a new format. Uh, we don't have it down yet. I think beginning of the year we'll officially come up with it. But until then, we'll play it by ear. There is no Alexa Core of the show, but instead I decided to make a new uh, segment called From the Cutting Room Floor. And this is just us talking about other things that would probably get normally cut out of an episode, but now we're going to keep it in. I'll start off with, I just recently watched season five of The 100. Do, you, do either of you two watch that series? It's a sci-fi series. I do not. I do not. Right. It's pretty good. Uh, I think season five came out earlier this year and I just binge watched it on, well, actually it was on Netflix. So it was probably actually a little older than that. Actually, now that I think about it, cause Netflix usually waits. So uh, never mind about that. I think it's probably about last year, but it's pretty good. So if you guys like sci-fi, by all means, check out the 100 season five is the last one. Uh, I don't know if it's been renewed or not, but it's pretty good. Also, Hey, I don't know if you guys know this. But if you look up a movie, like if you Google just a movie, the very first result will be where it is available for streaming. Did you guys know this? Uh, I've tried that before and it hasn't worked out for me, but okay. Yeah. So like like I typed in uh, Daddy's Home 2. Shows a list. And it shows you where you can actually see it. All the streaming services and how much it is and or, you know, if you obviously if you belong to the service like Hulu or whatever, uh, then you can see it. So that's pretty cool. Wow. That is really neat. I, I had not noticed that. Oh, do you know I, when that began? I do not know when that began. <laughs> uh, somebody at work once mentioned it to me, and I wanted to know uh, something. And I, t- I, did, I tried it. I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty convenient. <laughs> I like that. So uh, by all means, use that little tidbit to find out where you can find your favorite movie. Do you guys have anything uh, you've been watching or uh, anything else before we get into the reviews? I just finished rewatching Breaking Bad again. Oh wow, the whole whole series? I did. I, I we we I streamed the whole thing, and had a it was fantastic. Although I do have a, a really funny thing. My wife and I had originally watched it, and you know you're always on Walt's side because he's your protagonist. No, oh, yes, yeah. But when you rewatch after you know how it all ends, <laughs> to realize how 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 much my sympathies have changed towards Skyler. Skyler, which one's that one? Yeah. His wife. Oh, oh okay. And I, I, she was right the entire time. And, and my wife still does not. She hates her. Right? She's still <laughs> a big Walt fan. And so now our, our biggest thing, we watch an episode and she's talking about how terrible Skylar is. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, man. Hey, isn't she's the good guy? And, it, isn't Skylar the name of the bad guy in Heroes? Oh, there's Siler. Siler. That's what it is. Yes. yes. <laughs> you said that. I'm like, holy cow, Siler. Oh, wow. So good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're doing that for the new movie that's coming out, I guess? Or what is it? It's something coming out. It's oh, I have following... heard, yes. There is, they're coming out with some kind of, I, 
apparently it's going to be a direct sequel to the series. Yes. It's like right after the events that happened and it follows. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. We don't know really know what it's about. But, you know, I first thought this is going to be a terrible, terrible idea. But then again, you know, I, I watched Better Call Saul as well and realized the cool stuff that Vince Gilligan has done with that universe. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, I, I never got into Better Call Saul. I started watching it and then I just kind of gave up on it. And actually, I moved on uh, to Dexter, which, oh man, I'm so glad I did. What a great show. <laughs> that was so good. All right. Uh, Paul, what say you? Anything? Let's see. I, I started watching Titans. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about that yet. Um, on the DC, the, just to see if the DC Universe streaming service is worth it. Um, oh, okay. I, I'm not far enough to have formed a, a great opinion about whether I love. I, I guess I don't love it, but I, I don't hate it yet either. So. So you're paying for the service at the moment? It's eight dollars a month, but I get a seven day trial, so I am not paying for it for the next two days. Oh, I see. And I can actually watch all of the episodes. Although they release episodes like. Instead of Netflix, where they release them all at once, they release them every two weeks. So uh, I can't possibly see them all yeah, without yeah. paying eight bucks. I don't know. It's, huh. it's a tough call. It, it it lacks a lot of the fun that you know defines the Titans. So uh, no cyborg either, which I blame Justice League for that, right? Wow. So wow. Hey, do either you have Hulu? No. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I, oh, I don't have Hulu. My son has Hulu. He and his girlfriend split it. So in essence, I do have Hulu and I watch it. It is so good for television shows because unlike Netflix, where you have to wait for the whole season to end and then you have to wait for some time to pass, then it shows up on Netflix. Like it's always sunny, um, South Park, uh, whatever, whatever shows you're into, like when, once it airs on TV, it shows up like the next day. Like they yeah, have, they've like contracts with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can, it's really, really good for television shows. Like it's so much better if like movies wise, obviously it just has a different collection of movies, but uh, it's really nice and refreshing for television. <laughs> Joe, Joe's uh, waving his waitress. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You trying to get a refill? Uh, I'm trying to call. My, I'm trying to call the waitress. But she's not responsive. You don't pay her enough, man. Yeah, exactly. I tell you, the, the wow. tip is gonna be is gonna be pretty weak oh, today. Oh man. Okay, yeah, but uh, Hulu, I, I highly recommend it if you're into television shows and you want to see like seem right after they air. That seems to be a pretty good service to have. Nice little unique thing, and you know Disney's coming out next year with Disney Plus. It's going to be their streaming service. And actually, they're going to own, I think, majority share or at least a large part of Hulu once they Fox. Yeah, because Fox. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, now, right, so. uh, that'll be interesting to see how they <laughs> what they do with that. Hope because Disney owns a lot of TV properties, too, right? What are they going to do with the stri- Disney streaming versus Hulu? Well, they, they, they have, they'll have all the rights to all the movies. You know, they'll get all the Star Wars. Well, I know the whole Star Wars thing, like the, the original... They didn't like they sold those rights off. I think so, TBS owns them for like another six years. Or yeah, something. yeah. So it's, it's whole. It's like, do we pay an absorbent amount of money to get them back, or just let TBS have them? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with all that, but yeah, I'm not sure. They have so many deals in place. I know before they started pulling stuff off of Netflix, and then it kind of subsided a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, it's going to be interesting to watch coming up in the next uh, 18 months or so. See how they get this service and 
I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of original Disney content that they're going to only release on their service. And they had mentioned, I, I saw an article that there was speculation that they may change the format of how their like DC, like their um, Marvel movies come out where it, like it hits the theater and then it like immediately goes to the streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like they do something different, radically different to try to get people into the streaming service, but they said they're not going to do that. Like they're you know, if it's not oh, broke, don't fix bad. it. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like maybe put them in the theater for two weeks and take them out and throw them right on the service. You know what I mean? Or something I mean, radical, <laughs> some radical change to get people to hit that service. But I'm sure, yeah, once it goes through I the cycle of the movie on the service immediately, I mean, because you know, there's something like an Avengers. Yeah, I, I honestly think if a lot of people see those on their computer, they're going to run right out to a theater to see it in IMAX. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What happens with the Disney vault? Are yeah. they going to do away with the Disney Vault? Or are they just going to? Yeah, I don't, they still I don't know. Take things off of the streaming service just so they open the streaming service every two weeks for one minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with the Vault. Uh, do they? They don't Vault stuff still, do they? Because really, I mean, honestly, I mean, with all the digital copies of everything out there, to Vault something I'm is just, just a waste of time. Pirate it if I need it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, putting it in the Vault nowadays. I mean, back when you had VHS tapes, yes, you could Vault stuff, and what are they going to do? You had not really know no recourse. You had to wait. But now the vault, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a waste. I don't know. But I guess. Yeah, and, well, and I guess there's that ESPN streaming service too. And now if Disney owns that, are they going to combine that or are they going to leave that separate? Uh, that's going to be separate. They've owned ESPN. And it, yeah. e- ESPN has been a thorn in their side. That's the, like the one thing that loses money every quarter. So this streaming service, I think it's actually turning ESPN back around to actually be profitable. So that'd be nice. Yeah, because they could roll that into the Disney service, but that'd be pretty compelling for a lot of people, right? I mean, you get all your sports plus all your yeah. Disney. Yeah, I don't know. Do those two cross over, though? Like the Venn diagram, is there a lot of people in the middle there, or are they basically each on the outskirts of each circle? Because I, I mean, a lot of people love sports, and a lot of people like, you know, love the Avengers and stuff, but man, if you get them both for one price, gosh, man, that'd be compelling, right? Yeah, if if yeah, I, like I'm one of those people, but I don't know how many people who are big Disney fans who are also big sports fans. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe they're not. I mean, I think mutually I would exclusive. Want to because of, you know they uh, what is it, ESPN? They're picking up all the UFC content next year. Oh really? Yeah. You mean like live events? It's not. Yeah, yeah. UFC's leaving Fox and going to ESPN. Oh wow! Well, that'll be a huge. Yeah, yeah. And right, a lot right. of the events are going on to the ESPN streaming service, which would be like, man, that'd be sweet if I got mixed with Disney. Cause <laughs> yeah. I do love these Guardians of the Galaxy. but Yeah, yeah. Well, very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess time will tell. But I think that's enough from the cutting room floor. Let's go right into our Flash reviews. I have three myself. I think, Joe, you have one. And our feature presentation today is Bohemian Rhapsody. All three of us saw that. But before we do that, let's get into a little bit of palette <laughs> palette quenchers i guess <laughs> I don't cleanser know. cleanser <laughs> i don't know i would know i want like a taste but like get it appetizer get appetizer maybe yeah let's go appetizers uh the first one let me go first now last night out of the blue uh actually like i said well no i said i think i said it off air my son was watching with his girlfriend uh <laughs> austin powers the last one gold member no no that's the second one right yeah the second one gold member with his girlfriend so i watched the end of that like oh that's nice so i went upstairs and i, I kind of had a it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I usually... I remember is the third one, by the way. I don't think so. Spy Who Shagged Me is the second one. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Spy, Spy Who Shagged Me was the one that we that he was watching. Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. My, yeah, Michael Caine wasn't in this one. Yes, yeah, it was a Spy Who Shagged Me. And so 
I, I went upstairs go, to go to bed, and as I normally do, I turn the TV on and I'll fall asleep to something. So I was on the I was on Hulu and I saw Daddy's Home Two uh, was was on there to stream. Now I've seen the first Daddy's Home and I thought it was good, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. So and I know Daddy's Home Two has uh, Mel Gibson in it, which I'm a big fan of, and it has um, oh uh, John Lithgow. So I'm like, oh well, this could be a, actually a pretty decent movie. So I put it on because it's also I think it's it was based around Christmas. So I was like, oh, this is a good movie to go to sleep to. I watched the entire movie. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> so Daddy's Home Two. I'm gonna go a quick flash review. Came out 2017, which. That was last year, so yeah, I can't believe that movie was as new as it is. I thought that was older, but I guess not. PG thirteen. Cast a note: Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Mel Gibson, and John Lithgow. Seriously, with that lineup, how could it be a bad movie? IMDb gives it a six out of ten. The budget was sixty nine million. Gross in the U.S. one hundred and four million. So it's kind of on the brink of actually making its money back, I guess. And one interesting thing about this is there is a post credit scene. So after the movie is over, the credits were rolling. So before I went to bed, I said, okay, I'm going to get up, uh, go pee one last time to come back. Then I'll turn the TV off because I use it as a source of light. So I went in and I came back and the credits were wrapping up. And then there's a post credit scene at the very end of the movie. How do you like that? So stay to the very end. Or I guess it's fast forward. It's streaming at this point. <laughs> uh, my review, very like I said, with those four actors, I, I absolutely... Standing aside, Mel Gibson and his uh, religious beliefs and, and everything else. As an actor, I just I, I love his his acting. I just every movie he's in, I, I'm a big fan of. So to see him come, I think this is the movie he came back after all the shunning and every like Hollywood. Everyone turned their back on him. This is the, like the one chance he had to come back into Hollywood. So I was uh, more than happy to see that. And uh, John Lithgow was just great. I mean. Can't go John Lithgow's that. a genius. I love anything John Lithgow's in. I've yeah. been interested in this movie. Now, do I need to watch the first Daddy's Home to have fun with Daddy's Home too? Because I like John Lithgow, but I'm not sure I want to invest that much in the Daddy's Home franchise. Um, not really. You I mean you kind of? It's kind of nice to to see Daddy's Home. So in Daddy's Home, you have you know Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, and one's a dad, one's a stepdad, and the whole movie they're fighting back and forth. So. Spoiler alert, at the end of that movie, they get together and they become like co, you know, they both love the, the kids, right? Oh, so, wow. So this thanks, movie, thanks, Tom. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I know, right? So that's a hard one to the stomach. So uh, this one, that's when Mel Gibson and John Lithgow, that's their, that's their respective fathers. They show up for Christmas and essentially <laughs> kind of the same thing happens where, and John Cena shows up at the end uh, for Mark Wahlberg's kids. So kind of the same thing. And John Cena comes in at the end of this one. So there's a lot of little things. I, it'd be nice to see it. I mean, daddy's home is a good, funny movie too. I mean, it's a family hmm. movie. So I'd say invest the, the extra 90 minutes to see that one before this one. It might, uh, it might help this one along, but, uh, you know, I know you wouldn't necessarily need to see it. it. It could go as a standalone movie. Yes. Uh, the, the ending is super cheesy. Like, yeah, it's a Chris. It, so it happens over Christmas holiday, right? So, and of course, they're they're in the mall and they're all singing, and it's like, oh boy, this is this is kind of cheesy. <laughs> so super cheese, uh, but it's a comedy for kids. So what do you expect? Your kids will love it. Um, it was fun, and like I said, right now the only place you can actually see it for free, quote unquote free, is Hulu. Hulu, you can stream it nowhere else. Everywhere else, you have to pay to rent it or whatnot, unless you, as Joe had alluded. 
uh, don't worry about the vault and uh, get it in other ways. <laughs> Arr. Arr, I would. <laughs> we wow. here at Movies Outs do not recommend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do not endorse such methods. <laughs> but uh, yeah. We uh, may not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you walked the plank, matey. But I thought it was, uh, yeah, I, I had a blast. But like I said, I usually go to bed during the week. Like I'm in bed by 9.30, asleep by 10. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an old man. So for me to start a movie at 10 and stay up through the whole thing, is quite impressive. <laughs> That's something. I, I mean, I do that. I do that the same thing, the noise, just noise to go to sleep. That's how I use the office. Because <laughs> I've seen it so much, I can just go to Netflix and say, play the office and then go to bed. And I don't care that I fall asleep and miss it. And yeah, see, if I do stay awake, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. My problem is my mind is always racing. Like I'm always thinking. The only time my mind takes a break is when I'm watching like TV or movie. Like I get into it and then like everything just shuts down and I just watch. And that's how I can just like kind of unwind and fall and fall asleep. But like, like this morning, for example, I got up, uh, you know, I'm used to getting up at a certain time and I got up and I knew it was still bedtime and I wanted to go back to sleep, but then I let my mind start going. And then I was just, I was just laying in bed thinking like, oh, well, this is just pointless. I'm not getting back to sleep. So I just got up. So as far as daddy's home too, I'd say that would be a definite stream as uh, in the fact that you can actually do it if you have Hulu. But uh, as far That's as rating, the only choice at this point. Right? Well, <laughs> as far as rankings go, though, I, I say it's stream. It's six out of ten, so it's not too bad, huh. I guess. From IMDb, the next one I have is The Grinch. Yes, the brand new uh, Benedict Cumberbatch movie, 2018 PG. Took the family to see this as well. Like I said, it was uh, Benedict Be- Benedict Cumberbatch and Cameron Seeley. Uh, they star in it. And let me tell you something. I know. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow. I know that's his voice, but as I'm watching the movie, I like at no point can I like close my eyes and see him doing that voice because he's doing, he's doing American, I guess, I guess that's what it is. But I, I, I can't, I can't see it. I it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't register at all that that's him. Uh, let's see. The IMDB is a 6.3 out of 10. Budget is $75 million. Gross in the U.S. as of November 15th. It's still in theaters, by the way. Is $88. Uh, and this one, I have no notes on. But, all right. So, this movie, it's it's the Grinch. <laughs> they like is, they it be- is it better or worse than Jim Carrey? It's just different. It's a cartoon version. Like, well, no, I, but I mean... Uh, the Grinch in this same. one... The Grinch in this one... It is one, the same story, so I mean, yes. right? I mean, It's essentially the same story. The Grinch in this one is a little bit more um, likable. He's not as ruthless. Like, the whole, mo- the whole, the whole movie, he's, he's not, like, really as evil as the other Grinches are portrayed. portrayed. This one, he's much more... Uh, well, I mean, it's a cartoon, so obviously they have him a little bit nicer. Like, even... Like, he's always... Like, his dog, Max, he's always buddies with him and he's always doing right by him, so... Um, yeah, he's very, he's a likable character, even though he's, he hates Christmas. So it's good. I mean, like, like I said, kids will eat this up. I don't know if I expected because it's uh, illumination. I expected a little bit more minions type humor, or I don't know what I expected out of it, but it's good. But I just didn't, uh, it's all right. I mean, it's a good movie. I'll watch it again. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I've seen the Grinch. So I know the Grinch. So if they're going to remake it, maybe do something a little different. I don't know. I don't know what that would be, but essentially just told the same story, but in a cartoon format. 
Which mm-hmm. has already been done too, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It started as a cartoon. Yeah. I, yeah, the Chuck Jones version. Yeah, I, I, don't, I definitely preferred to the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. So I don't know. Then you, you would you would like this one over then? Re, to reimagine a Christmas movie, though. Oh, I don't know. But if, people would have a fit. But if you I mean why why remake it so soon? God, what if he would hate the holiday season? Boy, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> 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 it just said nothing about Christmas at all. It just, I hate the holidays. Ah, oh, the holidays. Hanukkah. Ah. Yeah, have, him bomb, have him bomb some synagogue. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. wow. <laughs> now you've done it. Now you're in Tom territory here. <laughs> I'm be like, I like the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sensibilities. I always uh, root for the bad guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, it's a fine movie. It's 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 fine. It's just that. And when did that Jim Carrey movie come out? Has it been? It hasn't been, been long that long, time. has it? Let me see. It's got to be. It is it more than 10 years? It's been a... Yeah, I'm, I guess. Oh, maybe it just feels like that. 2000. 2000. Holy mackerel. Wow. <laughs> Almost 20 years. 20 years? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, never mind. It hasn't been too soon. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. 20. Oh, my Lord. 18. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like that Jim Carrey version is somewhat new. I, I guess I'm crazy. But and it's good. I... I I would, I would definitely take the kids to see it. And if you're going by yourself, you know, if you're if you want a, some Christmas spirit and you want to just enjoy yourself, uh, you can't go wrong with the Grinch. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's the Grinch. But don't expect to go in thinking, oh, they're remaking the Grinch. Let's see what they do to it. No, there's nothing new. <laughs> it's the same old Grinch, <laughs> except he's a little nicer. Like I said, he's a little bit uh, like more likable than the uh, other Grinches. Uh, so this one, I'd also say stream. Uh, as far as ranking goes, just because, yeah, just it's same, same old, same old. <laughs> if, if if history is any sort of gauge, we are going to end up seeing this movie sixty or seventy times, whether we like it or not, right? I mean, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it will yeah. be played everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're not getting away from it. Uh, well, since I'm on Christmas uh, and I still have a voice, let me go with. The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. I went to see this too. Actually, I went to see this on Saturday, then The Grinch on Sunday. So it was a very Christmassy weekend last weekend. You've been busy. I have been very busy getting my money's worth out of that AMC card. Well, the problem is my AMC is a a 10-seat theater. So if I don't see the movies, they go away. (laughs) I can't see, like, I can't even go see, um, uh, what's that, the Lady Gaga movie anymore? It's out of my- Star is born? Yeah, it's out of my theater now. So I I have to pay for it at a Regal if I want to go see it now. So I have to act quickly. I have to be very swift. Like the new Harry Potter movie, I know that's going to be playing for the next three or four weeks. This is the hit. But like Overlord and any other movie that I may want to go see, I need to see it quickly because it will be gone in no time. So I I have to act quick. And (laughs) unfortunately, a Nutcracker uh, is not performing so well. So I figured I better go see it while I can. Uh, this movie, 2018, rated PG, cast a note, is Mackenzie Foy, Tom Sweet, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, IMDb, 5.6 out of 10. The budget for this guy was $120 million and in the gro- gross in the U.S. so far, now it's still in theaters, uh, as of November 15th, is $39 million. So, yeah, it is not going to come anywhere close to even uh, cracking the budget, let alone the advertising. What was expenses. the budget? $120 million. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. This thing is uh, no sequel is coming for this one. 
Uh, now, notes, this is a feature adaptation of The Nutcracker and the Mouse King by E.T.A. Hoffman. So it is a, a story that uh, has been told into a movie form. Now, what I like about this movie, and so this movie is very interesting. So the very beginning of the movie, until she goes into the Four Realms, very Christmassy. You know, they're at the Christmas party. You have snow. It feels like like a Christmas carol. You know, back in the day, you know, it just felt very, it, it was that era, and it felt really Christmassy, and I was loving it. And then she goes into the Four Realms, and then the Christmas aspect kind of goes away. At least it did for me. With the exception of, I must say, the score behind the movie, what they say is the score follows the ballet story, hinting at what is about to happen throughout the whole movie. So I can tell you, as the movie goes on, yes, you hear like the Nutcracker and all the different songs from the Nutcracker, which is really wonderful because it's nice to hear familiar music in the background. So I really enjoyed the fact that they did that. Now, the movie itself, it's a pretty good story. It has uh, it has a twist, although it's pretty... I, I saw it coming. <laughs> I saw the twist coming, but maybe if you weren't paying attention, you, you might get caught off guard with it. It was about 20 minutes too long. I felt I, it's just... It kind of lingered there when there were shoes in the four realms. It was, they would have wrapped it up a little bit more. But the story is a very good story. I had a blast with it. I mean, the special effects were amazing. Um, in the like I said, the beginning part when it was all Christmassy was very felt very good. Like the first like twenty minutes of the movie, I was watching it like, man, this movie is wonderful. I just love that the whole. It felt very you know I was in the spirit of Christmas. And then once they got into the thing, it was still good. Just that you kind of lost that, and then. It wrapped it up and it was it was fine again. But yeah, the movie is a very good movie. I highly recommend it. In fact, I'll uh, bump up to a second run for this guy because it's a good movie. And unfortunately, we're not going to see any more of them. But uh, I had a I had an actually a wonderful time with the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Now, in the Nutcracker, I mean, does it is it based on? Because I've only ever seen the ballet. Okay. And so I don't really know the story. It's, you know, it's just a ballet. You're listening to music and watching people dance, right? Yeah, so yeah. I didn't really pay too much attention to the story. I was, mean, is there a lot of ballet type of thing into this movie or is it just no, drop it, that as an idea? No. Um, the only ballet in it, there is a scene where they do, uh, they're in the four realms and the four realms has a ballet telling the story of the, uh, the, the queen. So it's its own. And I don't know how, I've never seen the ballet, so I don't know what the ballet is. So I don't know if it has anything to do with the ballet. I don't think so because it has to talk about the four realms. So I don't think it has anything to do with the, the, the Nutcracker ballet per se, which is weird because when I was watching the movie, I thought, oh, well, this is a perfect place to put the Nutcracker ballet in the Nutcracker movie. But it's like it has the four realms involved. So and I, th- I don't think the Nutcracker story, like I said, this is based off the Nutcracker and the Mouse King. So this isn't the main Nutcracker storyline, I guess, which I don't know what that is. Uh, but I mean, you can pretty sure, that, but it's just music and dance, so it's like, eh, right? Yeah, this isn't I'm a musical. Sure the ballet is based on that same story, is what I guess. All right, well, maybe, maybe that is maybe the ballet they show in the movie is the Nutcracker. I I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not versed with uh, Nutcracker. I know the music to some extent, <laughs> but uh, not the actual ballet. So, Joe, you know the ballet, so go out, see the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, and you tell me on your review of what ah. <laughs> what you think. All right, Joe, I know you uh, saw a couple things, so uh, by all means, proceed. I did. I First, I took your advice from the previous podcast, and I went out and I went and saw Halloween. 
Oh, yeah. And we saw it like November 8th or something like that. Oh, so nice. not really still in the Halloween spirit, but oh my <laughs> God, what a great movie. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. <laughs> I, I loved it from beginning to end. My wife and I both went in there and I mean, it had the, the John Carpenter music. Oh, I mean, did it feel 80s? That movie, oh, oh, yeah. So good. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's after Halloween. I can skip it. And then was like, nope, nope. We have that review telling me to go watch it. So we went out and saw it. And man, I am glad I did. Oh, so good. You know, you know, one of the best moments, because I love the moments when they like the, the victim becomes, you know, the, the strong wheeled or whatever. And one of the best moments is when, uh, when Michael was down in that room, that safe room. So this isn't a hiding spot. And the bars like go across. This is a trap. Or this is a prison. They catch the whole thing on fire. Like, oh ah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's so yeah, good. it was great. There was there was another moment too earlier in the movie they're talking about they when they talked about uh Jamie Lee Curtis and said hey, what she's doing, and they just show her, you know, shooting all the mannequins and loading guns <laughs> yeah. and shooting more mannequins. And I kind of looked over and I nudged my wife and said, Hey, I'm getting kind of turned on here. <laughs> and she goes, She's 70. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yes, I had had a great time with Halloween. I love the movie. Uh highly so recommend if you still catch a showing of it. I don't care if it's the Christmas season. This will bring you right back to Halloween for a couple <laughs> hours. Oh, so good. All right. So, we might as well get your official uh ranking. I I guess I mean it's a little late for first run, but first run that Yeah, movie. first run indeed. So good. I caught I may have caught the last first run screening <laughs> of it, but I think it's actually still playing at the Regals around me. So I think you can still go out and see it. So yeah, totally fun. Oh yeah. Good mood. Paul, you're next on the list, buddy. You go see Halloween. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 All right. So Halloween. Nice. All right. What else you got, Joe? Anything else? So last, so, so last night we, we were planning on going out to see in Bohemian Rhapsody yesterday. Yeah. And my bank, uh, they're, credit card processing system went down uh, that's not a good thing for a bank and it is not a good thing for a bank and that, i'm like and and this is just another really stupid thing and just to totally distract us from movies is that i was like oh i'll just use my other credit card issued by the same bank wah, wah, wah. Wah. so i learned my lesson and apply and i got a costco card yesterday <laughs> so i'm not going to be caught by this again so i so i went out and got another credit card by backed by a completely separate bank Wow. So Costco, so um, you did, you, you're a member of Costco without the credit card? Yes. Oh, man, you need to get definitely get the credit card because if you use that credit card for their gas, for the fuel, you get some good uh, fuel points, like return. I have an electric car. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Clean planet people. Oh, jeez. Wow, we must be boring, Paul. Joe, you better hurry up because yeah, now yeah, I see he's, he's, he's starting he's to paint. Decorate Easter eggs over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what, are you, what are you painting this so, week, Paul? So instead of Bohemian Rhapsody yesterday, I, we we stayed home. We flipped on Netflix and watched Little Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about that, or I talked about that, right? Yeah, you talked about saying, hey, you know, we should all watch this and talk about it. And, <laughs> and uh, I already um, had, and I didn't like it. You loved it. You didn't like, <laughs> and and I and I agree with Tom on that. Ah! 
Um, wow. Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly. I mean, Evangeline Lilly is like in every movie now, <laughs> which I, I like because she's a great actress. And Adam Scott cracks me up. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 nice to see him in like a leading role because usually he's just like a side character. Right. Yeah. He's like the sidekick somewhere. And and it's a, it's not like a great movie. No, no, not by I, any means. I was means. looking through Rotten Tomatoes, scrolling through, and there's an audience review that just makes it for me. It says, silly, but watchable. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Don't go in expecting cinema, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was fun. Yes, and that, that's that's all you need from some movies. You know, they're, they're, that, that yeah. movie was not written to change the world in any way. But, no, uh, it was not. I mean, it was no hell, baby. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> All right, so look, uh, did we do an official review on Little Evil? I don't know if we did. Did we? I, I don't know if well, we did or if we just chatted about it after. But I say, I say, go, you know, go stream it. I mean, it's a Netflix movie. You have to, but that's my rating as well. Just stream it. It's not worth a a whole lot of your time. But if you're sitting around hunting for something to do on a Saturday, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's good a fun time. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, if I didn't give it a rate. Did, yeah, did I mention that? I don't know if I was off air or on air. I don't remember. But I, I have to agree with you about the stream because <laughs> that movie is fun. <laughs> All right. Very nice. All right, Paul, did you see anything other than Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes, I know you saw the new Harry Potter, but we're going to hold off on that one, hold on that one. for the next episode. Nope, I'm Bohemian see that Rhapsody one. is my... Uh... Then let us begin the feature presentation. And right here, some type, of, yeah, some type of music would come into play. At the beginning uh, next you really year. should yeah i see yeah. a little silhouette of a man yeah. should have started right there <laughs> well oh, i like nice. the i like the actual opening the movie where they did the 20th century fox theme on guitar oh kinda... yeah 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 that was nice oh yeah yeah that was really sweet uh but let me get into the uh nuts and bolts of Bohem- bohemian rhapsody year 2018 rating pg-13 cast uh rami malik and lucy boyton imdb gives it a 8.4 out of 10 in Rotten Tomatoes. Now, you guys are going to be shocked by this. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 62 and the audience give it a 93. That is a huge difference. <laughs> That's 31. It is huge. Yeah, 31 uh, points between the critics and the audience. So I'm not sure what the, the critics hated so much about it. But description, a chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary performance at the Live Aid 1985 concert. Interesting that the description has doesn't say anything about Freddie Mercury because it was really a Freddie Mercury <laughs> biopic, it's right? It's a biopic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not Queen as much as it's Freddie Mercury. But according to this description, it is not. Tagline, the only thing more extraordinary than their music is his story. Again, leading to Freddie, uh, Freddie Mercury. Box office budget, $52 million. Opening weekend in the U.S., that was November 4th weekend. It was 51. And gross in the U.S. so far as of November 15th is 112. So uh, maybe there'll be a sequel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there, there is. It's the Elton John movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Next summer. <laughs> uh, okay. Interesting notes. 20th Century Fox fired director Brian Singer on December 5th, 2017 for reportedly, for reportedly being at odds with his co-store, uh, Rami Malek. Singer threw an object at the actor when Malek complained to the studio about the director's absences. The love of Freddie's life, Mary Austin, was actually engaged to Mercury at one point and remains the only person to date who knows the whereabouts of his cremated remains or ashes. 
The couple were so close, Mercury entrusted much of his estate and his London mansion, Garden Lodge, to her in his will. Number three, Mike Myers plays Ray Foster in the film, who complains about Bohemian Rhapsody, saying it's not the type of music that teenagers can bang their heads to. This is clearly a nod to Wayne's World, where Mike Myers, who plays Wayne, is headbanging to Bohemian Rhapsody in the car. Now, let me tell you something. Okay, let me just say this. I saw Mike Myers at the opening credits was in it. I did not know that was him. <laughs> really? Did you, I, I, I love Mike Myers in these type of roles. It is absolutely brilliant. I had no idea that was him. I knew to look for him and where to look for him. So I, yeah, I kind of. I saw him in it. In cars, I, I laughed to myself. I was like, "That is funny as hell." I, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea that was him. None, no clue. I saw it at the beginning, I'm like, "Oh, Mike Myers is in this," and then I totally forgot about it. And then I'm preparing for this, and I saw that note. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was Mike Myers." <laughs> I'd have never, <laughs> I'd have never guessed that was him. Not in a million years. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so this movie, uh, I, so I, ch- I fact-checked this movie because I want to know how true this was to actual events. So here's a couple things. Oh, no. I'm, I'm oh. worried about that because <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, and I'm like, oh, man, for this to <laughs> All right, this, this, shouldn't be, this shouldn't be too, too bad for you. Uh, he did love cats, first of all. He's a huge cat fan, so it's true, de- truly depicted in the movie. The band never broke up. You know in the film where he gets $4 million to do a solo thing? Mm-hmm. That never happened. They, they all agreed at the end of the one tour that they were touring too much and they needed a rest. So they all took a break. And I guess that's when he did his solo stuff. But they, uh, in, in, in the movie, they say that they got together and did uh, live aid and they haven't toured for years, but in reality, they had just in reality, they had just finished a world tour for their latest album. And it was only like a month and a half that I think like may they finished their tour and this was in July. So they just, uh, they just did it and Mercury. The band did not know Mercury had AIDS before the concert. It was like two years later that he actually like came out, and they it's widely believed that they didn't they had no clue until like a couple years after that fact. And he didn't fire that dude until his uh, helper. He didn't fire him until after Live Aid. But the band didn't like him in real life, and actually he died a couple days before Freddie Mercury from AIDS related issues. Hmm. So. so he was he was Queen Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, he never on he never on TV badmouthed Mercury like saying about do not stuff. But he, in print, he did. But never he never did an interview in real life. So those are the major plot points that were different uh, than reality. But as far as the movie goes, oh man, I had a I had an absolutely wonderful time with this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I between the music and the just everything. And I, you know, I never realized like another one bites the dust was more like, I didn't realize how diverse Like I, I don't like when I listen to queen, I just, Oh, that's queen. I never, you know, I never really dwelled. Like, well, obviously Bohemian Rhapsody. You're like, Oh, whoa, what the hell is going on here? But, but re- the rest of it was very much just this. Like, it was queen. I didn't realize how diverse the different selections. Yeah. Were I mean, when you go for like, um, crazy little thing called love. Which yeah. Well is like that a- one, that one. Yes. That one's definitely like, wow. That's like, Elvis and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat Bottom Girls obviously is an odd sort of yeah. It, it reminds me of Gaga's you know strange country mm-hmm. like yes one country off right. Like, whoa, whoa, what is that? Yeah, and I you know and, and let me ask you guys they they mentioned a couple times the song about the car and love and the muscle or whatever is that is yeah, that was that released? I, I have to hear that song. Is that an actual song that was ever released? It has to be right. 
I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> I gotta find that song. I mean, yeah. What I mean, do you I'm mean? You love your car. Yeah. <laughs> but they've always had crazy songs. I mean, yes. I'm, the bicycle race is is like. I mean, that's a crazy song. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They do. I mean, that was so cool about them. They did so much innovative stuff. Innovative stuff. And Brian May invented all these guitar techniques and all this crazy stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. So good. I, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, as far as the movie goes. And I who was that guy that played Brian May? I don't know, but he looked, like, that's the, yeah. It's not, the, the, the Jurassic Park kid was one of the other ones, right? I, I don't know. Every time I looked at Brian May in that movie, I'm like, man, I know Yes, me somewhere. too. Me too. It's not the Jurassic Park kid, is it? Uh, I don't know. Let's, hey, here's the thought. We have the internet. Willem Lee. Yeah, that's. He was in Fresh Meat. Nothing, yeah, nothing that I've ever seen before. You know what? I love dogs. Yeah, I didn't see that. Now, nope. Jeff Deacon, obviously, the guy that played Jeff Deacon it is actually the guy from Jurassic Park, the little boy. The little boy from him. Really? No, I didn't know yes. that. I know I was looking at the other dude, the guy that plays in the Game of Thrones, the one manager guy, and I was like, oh, why do I know him? Oh, and then Peter, it hit me. Peter Baelish or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it hit me like halfway through, like, oh, that's who that is. <laughs> Stuart like, from Queer as Folk, but I know that's uh, yeah, that's uh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you, Joe. That the guy who played that guitar player, uh, I was like, why do I know him? I feel like I've seen him in other things. Yeah, because I thought it was like, man, I just can't see through the wig to place him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And uh, the the guy who plays Freddie Mercury, um, Ramy, Ramy, Ramy. Rami, Rami, uh, he is. He played because uh, I recognized him too. He played. Uh, I didn't, robot. No. No, no. What's that called? You yeah. know the robot show on. Oh, oh, that. Oh, yeah, I don't know Mr. about the robot. I, yeah, Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, the, the night of the museums. He was the, the one, the, I don't know, Egyptian guy, king or something. And there's huh. actually three of them because in the credits, he he's he plays that character three times. I didn't realize that movie had a third. There's two sequels to Night of the Museum. Really? There's a third one? I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, this movie is a first run. Uh, it's so good. I don't think you even have to be a fan of of Queen as much as just a fan of, you know, somebody's life. You know, these types of movies were you get to see behind the scenes. I've always enjoyed that type of stuff, like a biopic mm-hmm. where you get to see like what happened and finding that eh, pretty much it's pretty much true. And they also said uh, what I was reading that how Freddie like came out and said he was by to what's this, uh, to um, Mary. Austin. Mary. Yeah. And she says, no, no, you're gay. Like that, like actually did happen. Like, <laughs> like the events kind of happened that way. Like she knew and he was, he was like in denial or whatever. So that's very interesting. Yeah, I thought that movie was uh, just, just a, such a good time. And being a fan of Queen music, uh, it, it helped <laughs> when they played. And they almost played like they played like three fourths. They redid like for three fourths of the set for Live Aid, which I was shocked. Yeah, they, oh, it's amazing how long yeah. that scene was. It was wonderful. Yeah, and I actually, and they played, I, I did not realize that that Lady Gaga actually did get her name from yes. the song. Yeah, Radio I read that Gaga. too. Yep, I read yeah. that as well. And uh. I actually went back and I watched it on YouTube the entire their actual performance live <laughs> the other day. 
because I wanted to see you know how closely it resembles it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So they did. I, I, I teared up a little during We Are the Champions, just a little bit. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so good. Well, you know, yeah. The fact is, they went out. They've already been playing. They went out. They did the concert, and it wasn't like yeah. They really for the movie making you know, the whole you know announcing he had AIDS and everyone went out and they were they were strange and they got back together for this one concert. Uh, I think that really obviously they had to change the storyline to make make that as the uh, climax. But uh, yeah, it really worked really well. It's only yeah, I mean they, yeah they they hacked it up a bit, but it really made it a compelling story wise. I mean it brought it really emotional at the end. Yes, yeah, yeah, it brings everything together. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's so good. Yeah, had a blast. Had a real blast with that. All right, so I gave it a first run. Joe, what say you? First, I, I say opening day. I mean, just oh, it's the day. highest possible score I can give this movie. Yeah. I mean, I just got back from it, and I would go see it again now. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Nice. All right, Paul? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it has to be. It has to be opening night. I mean, it's uh, he's. Wow. Well, I mean, he's usually I'm the one who oversells all these stories, right? I mean, <laughs> I, it's just and, and, well, I'm, I'd like to say, you know, if you're queer, you should know about him, right? I mean, you should know. And, and I'm not I'm just saying that maybe that's another added thing and that, you know, he, he was, I think, the first artist, big name that actually died from AIDS that I remember or that at least admitted to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is a little disturbing in that it follows the narrative of the, you know, depressive, lonely, homosexual. But but uh, it kind of fit the bill for, for Freddie, I think, you know, to some extent. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good movie. So we got a first run by me and two opening weekends by you guys. Wow. Very nice. All right. Well, I think uh, that will... Tom would be the Debbie Downer. Of yeah, the I know, right? I'm always the one who's giving high praise. And <laughs> <laughs> you guys outdid me this weekend or this time. Wow. Good enough. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to this episode before we give it a wrap? Nope. All right. Well, I guess that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks once again to Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. 